1: Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Whitman. I'm with Dan Velpone and Emily Connell. Uh, Emily, the first question I'm gonna ask you is about your upcoming bachelorette party, ladies. Yes. Um, of course you're doing the bachelorette party after the wedding um, because of the pandemic, I like to call it. You know, <laughs> are, the, are the numbers real? Hard to tell. Emily, you, what do Kyler you have? Marie. Yeah, What do you, what do you have uh, in store this weekend? Or are you excited?
2: I'm very excited. Um, I don't know that much. We're going to Lancaster. Um, I wanted to keep it close. Most of my friends live locally, so we don't know what had to fly. Um, I was really bummed out because I really wanted to go to the wolf sanctuary in Lancaster. There's like a sanctuary where you can pet wolves and things. Um, and my best friend tried to book it in like March and they were already booked up for this whole. Oh, my weekend. God. So they had no room for my our Damn. party of like however many to go pet some wolves. Um, so there's other things planned. I think there's some type of theme night at some point, but I don't know the theme. And it'll be really fun. I'm excited.
1: Excellent. Second question. If no plans for this were probably in motion for a long time. That's what I tell myself. If you were planning this now, would Dan and I be invited to the bachelorette party as part of the bridal party?
2: I think so, yes.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, why not say yes? It's just a nice thing to say. (laughs) Dan, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Hello. You look great, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. Um, That was my question. Dan doesn't get a question. (laughs) No,
3: no, thank you. How are you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Counts um all right on today's show let's do a tease uh later we're going to talk about uh the keith pompey report and the pacers interest in one ben simmons we're gonna talk about the eagles and we are going to do another by popular request another round table of non-basketball questions uh which would be this dan just realized and he's googling questions Well um, face
2: <laughs> someone who doesn't have questions.
1: Um, but first, uh, in the never ending Ben Simmons bullshit thing, we have the Sixers decided not to pay Ben Simmons his $8 million, which, uh, would have kicked in on Friday. Uh, our friend, Jake Fisher has another wrinkle to that story and to the Ben Simmons stuff, which we're going to get to, but, uh, it was 25% of his salary, which was due on Friday. The Sixers are not giving it to him. Uh, Sham Sharani backed that up. Uh, Simmons is still not showing up to Philadelphia and has understood the ramifications of his holdout. Um, They are going to put the money in escrow. Emily, what's escrow? Why
2: are you asking me?
3: Because you're a married person. That's a
2: great point. What does that have to do with anything?
3: Married people have their stuff together. Right. Um, No, I
2: actually kind of know what escrow is, but it's like See? um it's when because i know it from like houses but it's when someone else holds the money until like a condition is met so they're just like they don't the sixers aren't keeping this money for themselves to like do mm. things with it's just like hanging out because it is technically his money and then when the condition has been met aka potentially he comes or whatever um then he can get the money but it's just like chilling in another other place
1: i know that it doesn't work like this but i wish that it was like do you remember during the process it was like if the sixers don't hit the salary floor the remainder of the money gets distributed among the players and i wish that uh if ben never shows up and the sixers trade ben everybody just gets a few million dollars that would be so much fun if if they just dispersed it uh around for everybody um another thing that people have said uh, about this whole salary thing um is that uh these like he won't be losing money just yet uh, because he doesn't he won't here's what i know they're gonna the acquiring team when ben gets traded is not going to enforce these fines you know they're going to want to start things on the right foot they're not going to enforce these fines and they're going to have him paid you know his full contract so i think that's part of the reason that ben feels so comfortable not doing anything so in response to this uh thing that the sixers did not pay ben his eight million dollars because he's not showing up to work which seems pretty rational. Brian Windhorse uh we're aggregating him here but he went on the Steve television hates he hates that. He but hates people that. don't know that people don't know that is the thing. But I I know that. I'm in the media. He said about the Sixers withholding this money. It is definitely a throwing down of the gauntlet. And if this wasn't already war, this is a declaration of war that pretty much closes the door tight on Ben Simmons having any interest in, br- in bridging the gap and reporting um of course it's if it's a war we support the troops what can we say um dan what's your th- what are your thoughts here on uh the sixers withholding the eight million dollars from ben and from i guess clutch's spin which is that uh, they have now declared war
3: yeah i mean it seems like fairly obvious right like yeah. not just like partly from a lever's pers- uh, leverage perspective from like they want Ben to show up. So they're going to make it uncomfortable when he doesn't and like pull back his money. And also from the sense that like, I mean, I guess I can't like say that I've heard anyone say this on the record, but I've heard plenty of whispers that at least during hanky's time here, you know, and you kind of see it with like some of the contracts, the rookies signed just like, you know, kind of like squeezing every last dollar they could out of, you know the rookie contracts and i from what i've heard that went for the staff as well um he's from under daryl right like this is a a similar thinker in some ways like i'm not surprised that um that they're and especially like i think daryl wants to convince the owners to let him spend more money at some point and so he's like look i'm saving you eight and a quarter million dollars or whatever like i i just think it could not be less surprising. Like if the Sixers were okay with Ben sitting out and not playing, I would be surprised, but they've said over and over again that they're not. So of course that's what's happening. Do you think that,
1: um, you know, cause part of part of the thing with with the Sixers and Ben is that the Sixers tried to trade him for Harden, Harden and then tried to trade him all summer after uh, the Sixers lost to Atlanta. And after he asked a, them to. That too. Didn't get an <laughs> offer that they liked. Um Do you think that if the Sixers honestly wanted him to be here for the remainder of that four years, that they would have withheld this money and declared war like that? Or do you think that pretty much anyway, the precedent that it would set to pay him that money while he sits at home, like, uh, objecting to the team
3: would just not happen anyway? What do you think? I mean, it's an interesting hypothetical. I think that they always were not going to pay him Anyone wouldn't have paid him because I don't think they had a choice. Like, I think, you know, from the perspective of owners wanting to keep their leverage, the Sixers were never going to be allowed to not pay him, right? Like, right. if you want Adam Silver to not step in, then you're not going to pay Ben right now. Um, he would have gotten complaints from all over. Um, if they wanted him to be around, like, n- n- no. I, I, I could see, like, the thing is, they're not, they don't seem to be in contact with Ben's camp. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I could I could see if they really wanted him here, which I I think they want him to show up, but I don't think yes. they really want to keep him. You know right. what I mean? I think they want him around so they can trade him. I right. think that if it were the case that they wanted him to show up and keep him for the year, they would have and maybe they did. I mean, I don't know everything. I highly doubt it, but there would be something on the table like Ben, if you show up by this date. We will waive this fine that we've levied on you. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
3: I really doubt that's the case. I think that um I think that they're just gonna fine him. I think that if he were to show up now, which they want him to, but they don't wanna really keep him, that he would still be giving up the money that he's given up to not show up so far.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And I I I think that's a big reason he. Like I don't, I don't agree with the whole like oh this is now war thing just because like, right. well in wars people die, <laughs> and in this case Ben is still super rich. So I I really don't I don't care to hear any of that. Um, yeah. like but but just in general. Oh, and like, also it's
1: just a continuation of what we already know is which is that like well, the d- sides are unhappy with each other and the Sixers yeah. aren't gonna like kiss his ass you know
3: yeah I mean you don't show up to work you're not making money I think everyone relates to that mm-hmm. but like yeah I, I I think that that's a like if the Sixers really wanted him to stay, they might waive it if he came back by a certain time. But I doubt that happens. And I think that Ben is just going to keep seeking a trade somewhere else because, like you said, eventually the, the thought around the league is whoever trades for him will waive those fines. And Ben will make his full salary, whereas he won't here. So, no, I mean, I, I see what you're saying where, where they could say, like, hey, we'll give you this money if you show up. But, I mean – and, and this was a leak from Clutch earlier this week that um, you might read later, but like the whole idea where it's like, even if Ben shows up, you're not getting the same old Ben. Like Ben is not good. Ben's yeah. going to show up and yeah, just yeah, not yeah. try and not care. Right. Which is like, I feel like he was already doing so, that. But seems
2: like the same old Ben, but okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so, okay, like, so no change. Imagine, imagine even worse. <laughs> like, so, so no, I mean, I think it's in the interest of both sides for the Sixers to pretend they want him, but not really want him, which is why they are not seeing any incentives for Ben to actually come back. Right. Ben doesn't really want to be here, and he doesn't have incentives to be here. If he did, maybe it'd be different. I just kind of see it carrying on in the same way for a while now. It's a weird spot. The only incentive at all is come back and raise your trade value
1: so we can trade you, Um, which Ben, through Wind, Windhorse, has made very clear is not his job, and he is not concerned with that. Um, that does Emily, not
3: fall under his responsibility. No, no, no.
1: Uh, Emily, what's your reaction to the Sixers uh, withholding that money for Ben, um, and 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 what do you think about the uh, the declaration of war?
2: I mean, I think it's great. Like I, when I don't go to work, I don't get paid. So when Ben doesn't come to work, he shouldn't get paid. I think that's just how it is. Um, it is interesting because if I don't go to work, I don't also get fined. So I don't know how that.
3: I hope they don't start doing <laughs> In,
2: that. I, I don't know, think it's and, like
3: a fines ad- additional to what he would make though. I think he's just fine, like he's not getting paid and they're calling it a fine, but he's just not making it oh, much.
2: He's just t- they're just taking it. That makes more sense then. Yeah. That's like I'm like, that's in the in these days of player empowerment, you think they'd get those fines out of their contract. <laughs> um but yeah, okay. I don't think this changes anything. Like, I don't did Ben expect them to pay him for not yeah. coming. Like that's crazy. I don't think so. Yeah. No, so it's it's he been more <laughs> for way longer than this. Like I don't understand. Like that's just a that is a, a headline waiting to be aggregated.
1: And congratulations, Brian. Um did it to himself. <laughs> um I will say quickly in my youth, I worked as a summer counselor for uh for some neighborhood kids. And I uh you just
2: make up your own camp.
1: No, 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 no. It was it was no, it was uh, lower Lor Mary, parks and recreation sort of thing. But, oh, but you said when you it, just
2: were a counselor for neighborhood kids. I was like, I wasn't like it a like mentor. No, it was
1: sort of the opposite of a mentor, but I was a camp counselor. Um and uh they uh it was all outside, and when it rained, we didn't have work and we still got paid. So maybe you know, clutch should you know drop some paperwork and, and try to go with that model. Anyway, um Jake Fisher, our friend of, Be- of Bleacher Report, formerly of Liberty Bowlers, uh, reported first that the Sim- that the Sixers would not pay him this 25% of the salary, and he also said there are now growing whispers that Simmons could respond by actually reporting to Philadelphia, albeit maintaining that he is injured. Um listen, this is the funniest outcome. This is this is the funniest one. Um him showing up and saying ouch ouch my ankle. I cannot play. I
3: appreciate the money.
1: Uh, He's like
3: the guy from SpongeBob who always yells my leg. You know, the the players would just hate
1: him. Now, you know, if you really want to accelerate this thing, uh, he could show up. Now, I don't think that his personality leads us to believe that he, like, has the, you know, wants to be involved in something like that and have that much of a head-on uh uh, confrontation with his teammates, especially Joel. So I, I would be surprised if this happened, but Emily, what would you think about the possibility of Ben showing up claiming to be injured?
2: Um, it would, it would be really funny, honestly. And then there would be reports like Sixers doctors have, you know, examined Ben Simmons and see nothing wrong, but Ben Simmons continues to say that he's <laughs> hurt like that would come out and that would be really funny. Um I it would it would be funny. I don't think he'll do it. No, but no, he's it, not is it, and it's because of everything that you know Dan said, like wherever he gets traded, they're gonna give him his money back. So it's not really he just he just needs to get traded. Now on the other hand, if somehow this holdout goes an entire year, he would lose a whole year of salary, yes. would he not? Correct.
1: Correct. He so would I, he would not make any money this year.
2: I would like that outcome. At the moment, that's my most favorable outcome.
1: <laughs> Dan, what do you think? Um, is there is it real possibility that Ben Simmons will show up with a like an exaggerated limp and crutches uh, and and claim to because be can borrow
2: a, James Harden's fat suit? That would be that.
1: Crazy. No, you see, Big Mama's house,
3: that that kind of thing. What do you think? James? I just,
1: yeah.
3: Oh, I'm Jake now. <laughs> yeah, now you're Jake. All right, I I think that he. I don't know the exact rule on this. I think we chatted about in the Slack a bit, and I think that Jackson says something about that the team would basically have to agree to him faking this injury. Like, he can't just show up and say, I'm hurt without the Sixers being like, yes, he is hurt. Like, someone has to confirm, like, yeah, he's hurt. Um, If not the team, like, a doctor of some sort, which I don't know. I guess you could find a doctor for anything. I don't know.
2: Well, but uh, he also,
3: has like, has a lot of money. I don't know. Like, but. how
2: do
1: they know that he doesn't feel a pull or strain in his hamstring? Like, they could MRI it and they could do all that. But like, at a certain point, if a guy tells you he's hurt, now obviously the context of the situation makes it so fucking like.
3: Right. Uh, well, and the thing suspect. is, the the um, like, it, the fact that, and I think this is kind of the thing overarching all of this is that the league is viewing this right now as, you know, setting a precedent for, you know, potentially other players trying to force their way out in the same way. And they're not okay with this. Um, mm-hmm. So as you know, as, I don't know what it's going to come to, but like, I look at Ben as just like a normal guy and I'm like, Oh, Ben has all this money. Like he'll find a doctor to, to draw him up and like write him up and say, is he's, he's hurt, whatever. But the league that is, you know, worth like an unfathomable amount of money is saying, well, we're not having this either. And I mean, I could see this ending up in like a lawsuit if he tries that. I don't really see it happening that way. I I, I think that um, a a fairly likely outcome uh, is that, and this is not my favorite outcome. I think it's a fairly likely outcome is that Ben sticks around until the trade deadline because they haven't moved him And Daryl like proves a point by not trading him and keeps him. And Ben has to make the hard choice of like, well, they can't even trade me now. Like even if I wanted them to,
0: so do I show up or
3: not past the deadline? Um, I could see it getting to that. I don't think, I I think there's a 0% chance he plays before the deadline for the Sixers. Right. But, and we've said so confidently all this time, like Ben's not going to ever play another game as a Sixer. I do think, though, if it lasts that long, I thought the offers would be better, right? Like, if he lasts that long, if he lasts till the deadline is a sixer, that's the only way I see him playing in other games as a sixer.
1: I just don't think that, I don't know how much stomach they have and Joel has for just playing, like, three months minus Ben, you know, and no return, you know, like, because they'll be, they'll still be good because Joel is who he is and they have a lot of good players, but, like. That, that, cause then you get to like throwing away a season of Joel's prime because it's like, you think they hate him now, they'll really hate him after the trade deadline. If he wants to show up and play then it's like, you know, I, 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 would be really surprised if it goes that long also because like something's likely to happen in the league that either shuffles the deck chairs or like makes a team more desperate for a player like Ben, who knows? Um, here's an ad break after this, we're going to talk about the Indiana Pacers.
0: We're back. All
1: right, uh back to Windhorse. He said something. He said something on ESPN. He said, I think the sleeper team in this whole situation is the Indiana Pacers. First off, I know that they don't have an all-NBA player to trade. I realize that. It's like he's arguing with himself. But they have a bunch of really good players. And as Bobby illustrated in that list, um, they control all of their picks. That is not like the Portland Trail Blazers, they don't control like a trade package of players and picks that that a team like Indiana can, plus Kevin Pritchard likes to trade for guys who are under contract. They know that they're never going to be a free agency destination. So when they trade for a guy like Victor Oladipo, or they trade for a guy like Karis LeVert, who has a bunch of years left, they like that. They love the idea of being able to trade for a player like Ben Simmons, who they would have team control over. And it makes a lot of sense, especially because with as much talent in the, all right, we get, it. um, the Pacers are mentioned there. And then our friend Keith Pompey, uh, wrote a sort of like where we're at, sort of how we get, how we got here conversation or, or a column for the inquiry. And he said, the Timberwolves, Pacers, Cavaliers, Pistons, Raptors, and Spurs are still inquiring about Ben Simmons availability. I ask you, what do you think about a Pacers package? Um, I think that your answer might be very different now than it would have been in like July when we all thought we were getting Damian Lillard. Who knows, things could turn to shit there. Um, But the Pacers have good players. Malcolm Brogdon is just good at everything, uh, but there's health concerns there. Kairos LeVert, health stuff, but also decent player. TJ Warren. Dan, what do you think about
3: what the Pacers could offer for Simmons? Well, first of all, I love the idea of Simmons on the Pacers. Right. I really like, um, I love, not just like the fact that we're sending him to like Indiana. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's Indiana. Like, sorry, if you listen and live in Indiana, like, you, you get it, right? Like, I've never yeah. been there. It just seems undesirable. I don't know. But Well, it
1: seems un- especially undesirable for Ben, who wants to be in California.
2: He's like, Philadelphia is not a big enough city for him. He wants more spotlight. And so Indiana, <laughs> yes. like objectively, yeah. is less spotlight
3: than Philadelphia. Sorry. what One thing I do really like though is the idea that he's going to team up with Sabonis. Like the two all-stars that everyone like does not really consider all-stars are going to be on the same team. And like <laughs> both can't shoot at all. And, and they're just going to be like in each other's space all the time. Like I think that's great. Um you know, I mentioned this on our last pod. I think we recorded Wednesday, um, sometime midweek. But you know, we did our Liberty Ballers draft. It's going to come out soon. So, um, you know, Ben went thirty-fifth on our draft. Like I said, Brogan went forty-second, which is not that far later. Um, he's arguably a better fit. Like more than oh, yeah. seven, more than seven players worth of a better fit. If you're ranking the league. Um, I think that he's the kind of guy where and, and you know, we've talked about this before. We talked about it a lot when BLG's been on the pod, but like the, the defense is not as good as it is because of Ben. Ben is help, helpful. Like Ben is a very good defender. I'm not taking that away from him, but the defense is elite because of Joel. So Braggden's another very good perimeter defender. Mike guard guards better. You know, he's just like smaller. Ben is six ten, right? There's for quicker guys, he does struggle with quicker guys sometimes. So, yeah. I, when the, the package was reported earlier this summer, and I don't know if it was true, but if you remember, there was the Brogdon and a first uh, report that was, you know, the Sixers declined. I think it was Brogdon in 13 was their pick, yeah. But, but that's what I, at the time, I was like, well, if that's a starting point, that's great, you know, like, because like, I think that that's like not making us that much, like, I, I could see that being a good deal for us. And Brogdon's young enough, you get another pick where it's like, if a Lillard comes open, you know, I could see you're still competitive for a guy like that. You know, he, he's like the, he's a very nice piece to pick up. Um, and I'm, I'm not like the biggest Brogdon fan or anything, but I, I've, as everyone knows, I'm not the biggest Ben fan. So, I mean, I think that it is very interesting. I don't know what the package would look like now because I, quite frankly, Ben's value has gone down. Like they banked on it going up throughout the postseason. There was, there was all the talk with, you know, You listen to Zach Lowe, Bill Simmons, anything after that Hawks series. It was like, oh, the (laughs) NBA, the way the news cycle is, people forget, and uh, I I don't know like how people could forget with all the headlines that come out. Like the 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 value has not gone up, and so if you look at a package like that now, I don't think it's very hard to talk yourself into that at all, and I could get behind it, right? I think it's if it has to be the final trade, it's fine. If it's a step trade, you. It could be like conceivably your options are open. So I, I like it. I think, you know, Brogdon in a first, hopefully you can get Brogdon in two firsts. Right. But like being realistic, if you could go back and take that package based on what we've heard about, what else is out there, you have to consider it, right? Like Brogdon is a lot better than D'Angelo Russell. Obviously if you're getting like numerous Timberwolves first, that's a different story, but it doesn't seem like they're willing to offer that right now anyway. And, The Pacers with even with like with Ben could be really bad. Like they could be really bad. And so yeah, like it's worth a shot, especially when the alternative is like waste another year of Joel's prime because you've got no one back for Ben and Ben isn't here. Like, yeah, I'm my I'm open to it. Yeah, in terms of the
1: available players currently, which means not Beal and not Lillard, I mean Brogdon might be. The most attractive one just in terms of how he plays on the court and he's a good passer he's a good shooter from everywhere um like you said a good defender everybody seems to like him in the lot he's you know i think his nickname's like the president um uh yeah i think that you need picks it wouldn't be a one for one um and because because you also have some concerns about his injury history but um i do think that he's interesting and uh, i think that he would fit really really well on a Sixers team uh, with Joel and Tobias and the other guys. Uh, Emily, what do you think about the Pacers as a potential Ben suitor?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, I I think it should make Ben happy. The Pacers are one of the teams that we talked about on Wednesday where he would be the best player on the team and that's what he wants. So um, he doesn't care if he fits there. He doesn't care what their championship aspirations are. He just wants to be the guy. And so he can go there and be the guy um but yeah i think malcolm brogdon is like you guys said a good fit on the team um injury concerns apparently they're going to get a hurt ben simmons potentially so it's fine <laughs> and um his stomach hurts Because yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah. should come on the podcast it's my eyes hurt
1: about. watching you play
2: literally um my head hurts right now just thinking about all of it and because i drank too many bud lights yeah <laughs> But yeah, I'm I that would be fine with it. Um it gives us some assets that if there is a step trade that we still have some leverage and some room, wiggle room there. Um and it gets bent off the team. So
3: that's the yeah. big thing.
1: That's the mm-hmm. big thing. Um uh doc said some more stuff. Um I uh, he said, Dan, you, you might have to help me with the quote. He said something like here, I got
3: you. I have it. All right, Dan has a quote. Um, let me preface this with like i'm kind of fine with it um well i didn't
1: have a i didn't have any issue with it but i think it's interesting to talk about in the context of doc river's media tour i think it's it's good to
3: talk about so um this uh this was tweeted out by uh brian toporek who was actually just on the ballers podcast network with with uh with sean kennedy
1: yeah uh
3: so i guess brian is the new is the brian the new daniel Daniel's definitely listening to this, so I'm just saying that to tease him. But uh, I don't know. So, Daniel might
1: be canceled. <laughs> yeah.
3: So so uh, Brian tweeted, this is quoting Doc, said, I don't think he's had necessarily a great camp thus far, Rivers said of Maxi, but he hasn't had a bad one either. I want him to continue to be aggressive as a scorer, but now he has to run the team too. And then Brian said, rut row, which I kind of disagree Is a rut row. I mean, so, I mean, I'll just give my take on it real quick is that, you know, I'll complain about things Doc says all the time, his media tour with this ridiculous, like, (laughs) new podcast and everything he said to promote it has been awful. But I I do think that, like, Maxi, first of all, got a lot better last year. So they're doing something right with him. And he does seem like the kind of guy who likes a challenge. Like, even if Maxi has been good, um, you would never hear Doc call out Ben in this way, which kind of t- – like, it tells you something about Maxi. Like, I I think he does like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, for them to say, oh, like, you've been fine. You can be better. And, like, he's – yeah, I can be better, you know? Like, with the whole – like, after the like, – for a rookie to, to play the minutes he did in the Eastern semis and to be as good as he was and to say – you know, they had to convince me to just take a week off. Like I wanted to get back in the gym, right? Like for that kind of guy, yeah, he probably needs to be pushed that way. So I'm totally fine with it.
1: Yeah, I I, I think it's just like the people hate Doc these days uh, and, and yeah. they hate especially what he says. So I think that even something like this, which I really think is totally benign, like I don't think they need to hand anything to Maxie. I don't think they need to kiss Maxie's ass. I think that like, Maxie's a good kid and he's a hard worker and and I'm not surprised that he hasn't been great but he's been good like that it's his first time playing full time point guard i think uh, maybe since high school like i don't i don't think at at kentucky he played full time at the one um, and it's a super tough position alert to so I, yeah i mean i don't think that this means that maxie's in the doghouse by any means i think they all really believe in him Um, and, and this quote by itself, I I think was totally fine. Emily, what did you think of it?
2: Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, I didn't think anything of it. It's like the, the opposite of Ben where I think doc kind of knows how outside of the post game seven, uh, press conference, um, knows how to handle his guys as we've seen like when him, like with him, like showering praise on Ben all season. So I think he he probably knows that Maxie can handle this kind of challenge, like kind of put out there in the media to say that he, he can be better. And if he's going to be our, our guy at the point, because Ben Simmons isn't here, then he needs to be a little better. And I, mean, Maxie's a young guy. I don't think anyone's expecting him to be like Chris Paul this year. Um, But just putting it out there, like, Hey, like keep putting work in and you're, you're good. We've seen the work you've put in. Keep, keep doing it i think it's fine i don't think that Maxie's going to get pissed about this comment um i think it's totally fine He
3: he's might, cut okay. off all of his yeah <laughs> joke. You, you do it you're the comedian you'll tell it better
1: I, I was gonna say he might cancel a few more charity events um, i
3: was gonna say the same thing
2: yeah <laughs> i feel like we need like a weekly segment though that's like doc simmons doc simmons doc rivers media tour and we can have like a news bulletin like sound like think that this week in pod
1: quotes. honestly this weekend doc quotes would be great
2: yeah
1: um yeah i think yeah and it's like the first game of the preseason hasn't even happened yet so i you know i don't think they need to like you know it's early days here they might as well just you know stay on them uh okay the eagles played today they've lost their third straight it makes me sad. Um, Emily, you were at the game. Uh, any big takeaways?
2: I don't really have any big takeaways from the game. I didn't expect them to win the game. They're playing the Chiefs. Um, something that I thought was just like a parallel to the Sixers, though, is I was listening to Jalen Hurts' press conference and um, and by listening, I mean, I saw a clip on Twitter and they, I guess, Nick Sirianni had said like this was Jalen's best game and Someone had asked him, like, you know, coach said it was your best game. Do you think it was your best game? And all he said was, like, listen, like, we lost the game. Like, he didn't want to talk about that it was his best game. They didn't want to talk about – he wanted them to talk about the team and that they lost and that they need to get better. And I just thought, you know, I've been thinking of on Jalen, like, I don't know if he's the guy, but, like, he has the mentality of the guy. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. He has the mentality of the guy that I want, like, leading my team and just – in comparison to like Ben Simmons, not to keep talking about him, but the, the assist, like, it's like almost the exact same thing as the like assist conversation and the complete correct answer versus the complete wrong answer. And I was just like, this is the kind of guy that you want on your team at least. Um, But yeah, this is a rebuilding year for the Eagles. No one expected them to win. I think we all got a little excited when they had a good training camp, but then they started actually playing like,
1: Real NFL teams and you kind of see where they are. Yeah. I, I love Hertz. I really wish that he, and maybe he will be better. Like that guy is, I would love to root for him as the franchise quarterback. I worry that he's not good enough. And, and yeah, like, you know, but I'm glad that we have the year to find out, like give him 17 games and, and we can decide at the end of the year and they have tons of draft capital uh, next year so
2: it just sucks though too at this point now we can see what he can do but the lines are just like decimated like and that sucks just like, too yeah if you there's no one to protect you and then it's like it's not really the same thing I don't know it's hard yeah. stop Dan, getting hurt Eagles
3: Dan any Eagles thoughts I mean Jalen was definitely better today which was good to see he threw um, for like 400 yards which I know doesn't yeah. mean as
1: much as it used to but yeah
3: one thing I will say though is that you know i knew we weren't going to win this game and i was i was fine with it you know it's like the chiefs are not going to go to 1 and 3 like pat mahomes is too good so to make myself feel better about it before the game i took the chiefs minus 12 and a half Ooh. minus 12, alternate spread all right minus 12 and a half the, they were up 19 and the eagles threw a 15 yard touchdown pass to greg ward with 4 seconds left in the game and then kicked the extra point down 12 or down 13 for some reason and they only lost by 12 and i lost my bet and i'm i don't feel good about it like either win the game or make me money like pick one of the like if i'm gonna lose my money you better win Mm -hmm. so that was upsetting but yeah that's really that's really all i've thought about because they were out of it early enough that i was like at least let me win at least let me win some money and I didn't. So, and no even a missed extra point would have gotten it for you, right? Or yeah. no, I just need to mix it. But, like, who's go? Why are you kicking the extra point yeah. down yeah. 13 with four seconds? Left? Like, you ran that whole drive clearly just to get some refs for Hertz mm-hmm. because he's your young guy. You want to see what you got? Like, I get it. Like, I get why you didn't just give up. But like, you risked injury that whole drive to see what you have with these guys. So, go for two, see what you have. Jake Elliott's not new.
2: Would have been a great time for some Joe Flacco minutes. That's all
3: I've got to say about it. Yeah, I, love, I definitely I would have won Flacco money support. if Joe Flacco was in. He would have never gotten down to him. <laughs> but I right. would have gotten a new jersey. Emily would have been thrilled, yeah.
2: I w- it is... Oh, Dan wasn't on here for my Oh, dad. no, he
3: wasn't. Tell. I made
2: a bet with Jordy today that if Joe Flacco got minutes, that he had to buy me a Joe Flacco Eagles jersey.
3: Oh, very nice. So. Delaware. And there, there,
1: was no
2: other, there was no other side of it. It was just a win-win for me.
1: <laughs> Perfect. It's time for the non-basketball round table or triangle table. Dan is good to go. And, and with that sort of energy, I'm going to throw to you first. So Dan, go first and ask your first non-basketball question, Emily and I.
3: Okay. Question number one. This time I did it right. I have the same questions for each of you. Got it. All right. For whoever wants to go first, what is your favorite tongue twister? And you have to say it. Hmm. So mine is how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if woodchuck could chuck wood? Woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if woodchuck could chuck wood.
2: I didn't know there was a second part of that one. I learned it when
1: know. I
3: was a
2: youngster.
1: Sally sells seashells by the seashore. How's that? Those are very, the only two good.
2: tongue twisters that Sorry, I know. No, There's need Peter Piper picked a peck pick
3: of pickled peppers. How many pecks of pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? You could do that Dan one.
2: Picked, Dan picked this question so he could show off the fact <laughs> that he's good at tongue twisters.
3: I am pretty good at tongue twisters. <laughs> but you have, to pick, you have to pick your own.
2: I don't have a tongue. Should I Google tongue twisters? I don't yeah,
3: know. Yeah, do anything.
2: that real quick. People love
3: listening them, to people. You
2: Steve. Steve does the editing. It's
3: we'll take our time. <laughs> <laughs> this I will not take anything out.
2: You never take anything. We never out.
3: have. No, we've we've. I remember we had the one episode where you guys both went to the bathroom at the same time, and I was reading song <laughs> lyrics off on the internet. Oh
2: yeah, that was a <laughs> funny one.
3: And we tucked oh, it actually, in. I
2: know this one. I have actually heard of this one. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy
1: Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. Wuzzy, very good. I feel like if we were, if we did clips, we that would be the clip. Is Emily just saying that with <laughs> with no context? It'd be like Emily's thoughts on Ben Simmons, and then you would do that.
2: Uh, Those basically are my thoughts. On ben Simmons.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Um, of each of you, what's something you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Dan, you go first. The rest of the calendar
3: year calendar year okay um i'm looking forward to the prospect of ben being traded yeah i am looking for oh you know what i'm really looking forward to like just the vibe around like black friday um Ooh. because like we didn't have it last year and mm-hmm. I, you know it's going to be a thing this year just to like it'd be nice to like see the mall all lit up king fresh mall obviously And, you know, the outlets are nice. Like, just like, I probably won't even buy anything. It's just nice to be out and like, see the spirit. It'll be different this year.
1: Great, I love it. Emily, you you may not answer with your upcoming bachelorette party since we already talked about that. So you have to- And because we weren't invited. That too, and we're still mad. Yeah.
2: Um, Well, then I'm excited for my wedding party that is coming up. Okay, sort December. of a same
1: wound you're dealing with here, because we're also not invited to that, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going.
2: Um, in my defense, we weren't friends when
1: That's we fair. Yeah, started
2: yeah. sending the invites out. Fair. Um, yeah. And then something else I'm kind of looking forward to is we have, I don't, I kind of think that this will be my last star season in the city, like living in the city. Um, so I'm excited to go to a ton of games and just like get on the subway and it'll be nice and easy and I won't have to worry about transversing there from the suburbs. So wow. I'm excited for that. Where are
3: you going?
2: We don't have a house yet. I just think we're going to move to the suburbs sometime next wow. year before the extra season.
3: Well, we should hang out soon.
2: Okay. We can. in I, the I, city. I know. We have like, I'm guys... not moving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Perfect. You guys want to move into my parents' house? They live in the suburbs yeah
2: are they selling They should.
1: no but they've got an extra room i don't live there anymore so
2: yeah do they like dogs they like dogs they They love dogs
3: dogs. yeah you guys should share steve's bedroom see
2: um what is your go-to chipotle order
3: uh so the thing with chipotle is it just has too much flavor for me um (laughs) One time in undergrad, I had Chipotle and then, you know, I just, I just kind of felt like, uh, and then Marco Foltz made his return that night. Uh, it was like his game back, you know, Mm -hmm. when he came back. Against the Nuggets, yeah. Yeah. And I had night class that night and I used the fact that Chipotle made me feel like, uh, to not go to class and watch the Sixers instead. And I really don't go to Chipotle since. So that's my stance on Chipotle. But if I had to go, I would probably get like a burrito with just meat in it. Like some steak, some chicken, just don't even put anything else in there.
2: No rice, nothing?
3: No, I'm just on that like, I'm on that like big weirdo diet where you just eat meat. That's what I'd be at at Chipotle. I
1: um, haven't been to Chipotle in a long time, but it's very good. I would get a bowl. Uh, with the rice, with chicken, with, uh, I like I like a spicy, I like spicy things, the hot salsa and the corn cheese, and then I would get the green salsa and put that on top. There you go. That's how I feel.
3: Dan, second question. All right. I cannot stress that this is not a basketball question enough. And if you draw any basketball parallels to this, that is your fault and not mine. Okay. okay? So with that in mind, Would you let 20,000 Philadelphians yell at you for $8 million? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all
1: I have. They can say whatever they want. Absolutely. Great. Great. Um, Who's this? It's me. If given the opportunity to travel to the moon, would you go? I'm going to tell you how it works. Now, you don't have to do any of the technical stuff. It's like you don't have to know what you're doing. You don't have to go to school for it. It's literally you tomorrow get in a, what do they call it, spaceship um and go to the moon what i cannot guarantee is how the trip will go how you will react to any of it but that's that's the opportunity uh that you're presented with right now what do you think emily
2: so i do really like that astronaut food that you could buy at like the <laughs> smithsonian or various museums that it was like freeze-dried and they said it was ice cream and i think it was just like sugar um, I really like that. But that being said, I space terrifies me. I don't understand it. I don't know how people get back from it. I don't know. I don't under. I don't really like things I don't understand. So I don't think I would go. I think I'd be too scared. I would chicken out. Um, like the anti gravity thing seems fun, but like I can just go on like a bounce house or something. That's fine. Um, <laughs> basically the same thing. And yeah, I would. I would not like to go to space.
3: Yeah. I feel like it's the kind of thing where I would just like yeah, I had to do it or else mm-hmm. I would always regret not doing it and like the thing is I'm very afraid of heights I'm afraid of falling I get scared on roller coasters but like I would also love to be able to say I've been to space and like look down on the earth from like the moon or whatever I don't really know what you do in space like whatever mm-hmm. garbage they do and like bounce back and forth and do the thing you know where you're like we we and you're going like you like push off the walls and you go you pee upside down. Uh, do they pee upside down? They might. They gotta pee somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to do it. I I would love to be able to say I did it more than I would love to do it. If sure. I'm being honest, but I don't think I could turn it down. Well, Emily, you're up.
2: Um, if you could be on any TV show. And so this could be like you're an actor on a TV show because you'd like to hang out with the other cast or like a reality show. If you could be on any TV show, what would you be on? Who's first? I don't care.
3: I can sure. go. Um, <laughs> I watch one reality show and it is The Bachelor. So I could see that being a good time. But the issue is there's always a lot of drama and like the regular drama I'm there for. But what I'm not there for is that like every season, there's just like, oh, you know, we get to the end. Oh, shoot, someone's racist. And it's like, I don't know, like maybe, (laughs) maybe I could sit that one out. You know, like it was Chris, it was uh, Matt's Rachel. It was like the like full on racist one from uh, Rachel Lindsay season. It's just like always like, there's always like serious drama. Like, I prefer, like, funny drama, not, like, actually, like, really sad, like, someone's awful drama. But I don't watch enough other shows, so I guess I would just show up to The Bachelor. I don't know. Great. Um, I would say
1: that I would like to be on The Great British Baking Show, not as a baker, but as one of the judges with Paul Hollywood and Prue. Um, I love that show. and Watch everything- the first episode of the new season. New season's out. I need to watch it. Um, but I just, I, I love it. It's delightful and I would love to be a part of it. They all seem lovely. Um, and I, it would be a great thing to be a part of it. Um, I think Dan, it's time for your third and
3: final question. All right. So I don't know if either of you have tattoos, but that is not my question. I personally do not. However, if you were to get a new tattoo or your first tattoo, where would you get it and what would it be off emily what do you
1: think do you know do you have anything
2: um so i have a couple i don't have any tattoos but i have toyed with the idea of getting a tattoo many times i had said that if the sixers win, won the championship last year that i would get a sixers tattoo um that didn't happen so i didn't really have to put much thought into what it would be but i've also thought about getting um a like line drawing of luna like curled up how she sleeps she sleeps like all curled up like a little bagel um get like a line drawing of luna like on my ankle or somewhere that's like easy to hide that's cool um of or like either that or like a little like crescent moon for luna i'm if anyone doesn't know i'm obsessed with my dog um <laughs> so those are like all of my ideas i've never actually like bitten the bullet and done it but i have i have ideas
1: that's cool i don't have one um, I'm not opposed. You know, one thing that I've seen people doing is getting um, a tattoo of like a, a signature of someone they love that is passed away. Like that, that feels sweet to me. And like my grandfather, that something like that. Um, that would be a cool idea. That 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 I, that I think if I was gonna get one, you know, there used to be this old wives' tale that if you um, got a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. I believe that's no longer true. But growing up, that was like what I had always heard. Like, where do they put you? By the dumpsters? I don't know. But you can't be with the Jews. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think it's true anymore. Um, Good question. Good three questions, Dan, I have to say. Um, Thank you, Steve. All right. My third and final question. And I will remind you, as Dan did, this is not a basketball question. Which Sixers are your parents and uh, for Dan, Andrea, and for Emily, Jordy, which Sixers are they most like, personality-wise? You can go mom, dad, and then your significant other, your sigo, as they say. Uh, Who Dan, says that? Uh, I'm editing that out. I'm editing you. You pushing back. Um, that's coming out, and people that was think awful. it's a normal thing. Dan, <laughs> what do you think?
3: Who would you assign to hmm. your loved ones? All right, I need to. I need to do a quick thinking here. This is like the most likely game with a spin on it. So I like Does it. Does it
2: have to be current Sixers?
3: Yes. Yes. All right. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna say that I'll start with Andrea. Um, okay. Because she's most likely to listen. <laughs> I think that for her, I'm gonna go with Tyrese Maxey. Mm. Um, which is of course a compliment. Um, he's he's great. Uh, I'm I, I feel no need to explain. Um, <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs> for I could definitely say that no one I know is like Paul, so like definitely know Paul Reed <laughs> in my family. Sadly, honestly, one. because we yeah. met Paul and he is great. Um, I could I could definitely see for let's see for my dad. I could see a little Tobias Harris in him. It's like a high confidence. For my mother, mm, let's go, let's go Danny Green. And that's f- final answer. No explanations. All right. that that's all
2: great. I got. Emily. Right. So for Jordy, I will say, um, I was going to say Robert Covington. That's what I wanted to oh, say okay. because they have a lot of the same like interests. Um, like snakes. Grad- not snakes but like dragon ball z (laughs) and like like cartoon stuff that jordy really likes to cup like um but in that vein i'm gonna go danny green because he has like some of those like superhero like green ranger tattoos and stuff and jordy's Mm. really into like marvel and that kind of like stuff um so i'll say danny green i'm also gonna say tobias for my dad um Mm -hmm. he's very like level-headed and like reliable and for my mom, I'm gonna go Matisse Thibel. She is, um, she's a librarian. And so she likes to read and Matisse also likes to read. And she also has like one of those personalities that people are just like attracted to. She makes friends wherever she goes and like loves to like just meet people. And I think Matisse is similar in that. He's like reaching out to the community and like meeting a ton of people. So I'm gonna go with Matisse.
3: That's great. Mm-hmm. So r- real quick, you know, we've talked about dad texts here before. Uh, Steve you don't text you that uh, he doesn't know how to text no he doesn't know how so I was at the uh Temple football game yesterday great game and my dad texted me how's your seats so I send a picture of where I'm sitting at the link and he texts back not bad period space and <laughs> I thought that, that that was an elite dad text I love yeah, it yeah it's a great text
1: um Emily it is it, time for the final question in our round table
2: and it's not a really good one, so I apologize to everyone. <laughs> but I want to know what when you what did you want to be when you grew up when you were little?
1: Um, me, the only thing I can remember wanting to be is a comic and later an actor. So I I started doing oh. standup when I was eleven years oh, old. So you look who's well,
2: achieved their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah that was the only thing I can I mean I played baseball and stuff and I'm sure I would have liked to do that um but yeah since I can have memories it
3: was that
2: Dan's gonna say I wanted to be a doctor and then my question's super late so go ahead
3: I was a doctor for Halloween and kindergarten but for most uh I mean obviously I wanted to be in the NBA I sucked at basketball and then you know I wanted to be commissioner of the NBA and then I realized that They're cops. And then, (laughs) yeah, so then plan C was med school, so here I
1: am. Wow,
3: great answers. Great questions,
1: I think. Uh, Another successful roundtable here. We'll probably get a few more of these in until the actual season starts uh, on the 20th. 17 days from right now when we're recording this, which is hard to believe. Sixers kick off preseason Monday night against Toronto, and then on Thursday they are home playing –
2: Toronto.
1: <laughs> Do they play Toronto again? Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. Good stuff. Um, all right. So we'll talk to you in the middle of the week. Uh, so we don't have to say bid bon voyage to Emily just yet, uh, as she goes to a bachelorette party. But um, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, good to see you both. Anything else for the podcast? Hey, subscribe to the Gastroenteritis Blues feed. Uh, if you, you can hear this in the Liberty Ballers feed or that one subscribe to that one you get our midweek pods and uh join the patreon and um follow you don't have a patreon <laughs> follow <laughs> the podcast twitter at gastro blues pod emily's third and girl i am cj litman and uh that's it anything else my friends
3: just the usual
1: trade ben simmons i think that's it
2: Thank out
1: all right good to, good god bless uh be safe and be great nope see yeah is <laughs>